skill set in a unique industry. And he was promoted to a new position in his company that had never existed before. And he was one of the few people in the world that could do his new position in this industry. And because of that, he was asked to write his own job description. Sound good to anybody besides me? Can you imagine? Sleep till 10? Report to work if it's traffic is light or if it's not raining. Two hours for lunch. Afternoon nap. Out by three. Twelve weeks of vacation. Thirty days of personal leave. Eight weeks sick leave. A month off. Of, sounds like preaching, but sorry. A month off. Of two weeks in spring break. All government recognized holidays. Off when the fish are biting. Today we're going to continue our study on salvation. And we're going to talk about what does a saved person act in. What's a Christian act in? And I began with the story of my friend writing his package because I'm afraid a lot of people do that with their faith. You think that's true? We find what we like, we find the things we think are okay, we run to those, and if we're not careful, we will write our own rules. Pretend I wrote a rule that I just don't like. I'm scared of you. Let's see. <laughs> Pretend I wrote a rule that I just don't like Bill Hall. And the Bible says to love everybody but Bill Hall, right? Can, can I change anything? Can I murder Bill Hall? Can, thou shalt not kill except for Bill I mean, Can I do that? Do people try? And so I have to make sure that in my salvation that I don't write my own rules or set my own standards all the while ignoring what God says. Before we go further, let's pray. Father, thank you for your guidance through your word, through your Holy Spirit. We pray that we would be sensitive to what you want, more so than what we want. Father, help us this day as we look at your word and as we hear from your spirit to, well, be the men and women of God you have us to be. Thank you for each one here. It's not a coincidence. We're here. It's an answer to your divine call. So while you have us, you teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I guess in a nutshell, here's the question. Can I claim to be a Christian and act like the rest of the world? Can I claim it? You want to say it again? Can I claim to be a Christian and act like the rest of the world? You want to move your head one way or the other so I know it's yours still away? <laughs> Let me rephrase that because today's age I can claim anything. I can claim I'm a woman. I can claim I'm an Indian. I can claim I'm whatever I want to claim, can't I? So let me rephrase it. Can I be a Christian and act like the rest of the world? That's a better question. I claim to be anything, but to be one 
Let's see what God says. Matthew chapter 7 is where we begin verse 17. Every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down, thrown into fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits. A lot is said right there that goes on. Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? I'll declare to them I never do. Go away from being evildoers. So everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. Great foundation. Rain fell, floods came, winds blew, beat the house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not, does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and the rain was its fault. It seems pretty clear there, doesn't it, what's expected of us. Back to verse 24. Look at this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. So here we see, because of our salvation, because of our belief, because of our connection to Christ, we will act in a certain way. Our belief will make us behave in line with the words of Jesus. Scripture is very clear. We have to change. Our behavior must change. How so? Colossians chapter 3, a lot of Colossians talks about this. We'll just look at a few verses, beginning in verse 5. But after we become a believer, it says this, So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you, having nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping things because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, when you were just like them. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. Don't lie to each other. For you stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wickedness. Put on your new nature. Be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. When salvation comes, we're not only told not what to do, we're told what to do, how to live, how to change, and Colossians talks about that. Chapter 3, starting at verse 12 now, it continues. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with 
love which binds us all together in perfect harmonies. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you're called to live in peace. And always be thankful. So knowing what Colossians says not to do, and now knowing what it says to do, I'm coming back here and I still want to kill Bill Hall because he really made me mad. Anybody on my side? Am I right? Justified? There's one hand. Come on, Kay. Not even you. Am I wrong? Raise your hand. I'm wrong. And I've learned in my lifetime, no matter what I think, if I'm on the other side of Scripture, guess what? Scripture's right. David is wrong. Jesus put it this way. In John 14, 15, even a level I can get. He said this, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. What commandments is Jesus talking about here? We want to put it in a nutshell. We just go one chapter before this, chapter 13, and look at two verses, 34 and 35. And Jesus said this, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. If we just follow that, how different I'm not going to want to kill Bill Hall. I'm going to quit using that illustration. That's the last time I'm going to I'm not going to want to do that anymore. Can you imagine this world if everyone lived like that? John 13, 34, and 35. Let me brag on your church for a minute. I talked with a friend this week that he said that's how he felt about this church. He said that, David, I just feel the love every time I come in there. And it's really home for me. And he passes a lot of churches to get here. I was happy he said that. We're not big, but we're growing. But it's a very loving place. And if you're looking for a place, I recommend this. I've had the privilege of being here a little over five years. And you know what I have not seen you do in five years? I've not seen you fight. I have not seen that. Is that refreshing? That is refreshing. And we are supposed to love everyone. Hopefully, it's a result of us behaving because of our belief. And we live in such a divided world. My heart is fighting about this and about that. If you've been here long, you know that I don't talk about politics from the pulpit. And this world is divided politically. And the reason I don't is because we have something much more important to talk about. And the reason I don't is because we belong to another kingdom. And that's what I want to focus on. No matter how crazy this world becomes, I want to focus on God's kingdom. So let me show you what happens when we change kingdoms. This is a great illustration you likely know. Luke tells it in chapter 19. Jesus entered Jericho, made his way through town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. 
He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. And before I continue the story, I wish this is the first time you were hearing it. I wish you didn't know. Because all of us would likely expect, and we would understand it, if Jesus got to the bottom of the tree, sees this tax collector who's rich, which means he cheated people all of his career, and would any of us blame Jesus for reaching down, grabbing a rock, and throwing it up at Zacchaeus in the tree? Would we think, get him, Jesus? Would you think when Jesus stopped at the bottom of the tree, he would say, you no good so and start to just lambast into Zacchaeus? And we would understand that because sometimes that's what we want to do. But what Jesus does blows our mind. Jesus says, quick, in verse 5, come down. I must be a guest in your house today. So Zacchaeus quickly climbed down, took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. And I guess so. He probably expected Jesus to really let him have it. And he's going to his house. Like he comes to mind like it comes to you. The people were displeased. He's gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They groaned. And meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I'll give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, and if I cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them that four times as much. And then Jesus responded, not with good for you, not with that a boy, not with I'm so proud of you, but he responded with this. Salvation has come to this home today. Jesus said that because of the change in Zacchaeus' behavior. There's no way after this encounter that Zacchaeus could have continued doing what he had already and always done. His salvation, salvation changed him so much that it made him a giver, not a taker. Did you notice that? 180 degrees. In my life, I have seen thieves become givers. I have seen that because of salvation. In my life, I have seen liars become truth tellers. I have seen haters become lovers. I have seen the fallen become faithful. And I love it. And to me, it is proof of the existence of God. Unfortunately, I've also seen some who claim to be Christians that confused me because of their behavior and the way they are. It is my prayer that I never confuse you. It is my prayer that I never confuse my wife who sees me all the time. It's my prayer I never confuse my children. It's my prayer that my salvation makes me behave. People are watching. And our salvation should never confuse. On the front of the bulletin, those of you of a certain age or those of you with Netflix know one of my favorite theologians, Deputy Barney Fife from Mayberry, North Carolina, Sheriff's Office. One of Barney's 
catchphrases, and a lot of you have repeated it to me this morning, because you know Barney. When he saw something that was wrong, Barney would say, nip it. Nip it in the bud. That's good advice. That's good words. Would we look at our lives and reflect on our behavior and see where we need to change? Over the years, I've had to look at my life and make some adjustments. I've had to nip some things. 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12 talks about nipping. Look at this. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners, because we don't belong to this kingdom, we're temporary residents and foreigners. Keep away from worldly desires and wage, that wage war against your very soul. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. They even if they accuse you of then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they'll see your honorable behavior and they'll give honor to God when He judges the world. Be careful because people are watching. May our belief cause us to behave in a way that always pleases our heavenly Father. Let's pray.